welcome everybody back to the Taco Boys That's podcast. Right. Welcome back. And I am one of your hosts, Taco Boy number two, Jonathan Wright. That's right. And I am Taco Boy number one, Christian Hopkins. <laughs> and I, I'm still a little frustrated you got number one on there for some reason. <laughs> but um, man, we are very, very excited today. Absolutely. Because we have with us on the podcast, Stephen Christian. Woo! So, Stephen, say hello to the people, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I'm. This is Stephen Christian. I'm really excited to be here. We're gonna have some fun. I guess I don't know. You know, if we talk about tacos or burritos, I mean, just gonna, who knows where the day may take us? It is inevitable. It, it will happen eventually. Usually, tacos come up, especially when we do have a guest, because most of the time they're like, "Do you guys talk about tacos? Are you?" Are just really big fans of tacos. What is the deal here? Why are you named this? And we have we have yet to reveal it yet. But okay, so if you are not familiar with who Steven is, you you might know him though from the band Amberlin. That's where mm-hmm. most people are familiar with his name. But he also has a really awesome worship project mm-hmm. and he has his other project, Anchor and Braille. That's right. But let's see, Steven, you're currently serving right now as campus pastor at Grace Family Church, yes, South Tampa, in, correct? South Tampa, that's correct. Man, whew, sweating it there, but I got it. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Good job. Thank you, thank you. So, I mean, you've you've got a lot going on. You've you've kind of you've been a busy man here for the past several years. Yes, I should say so. But it's been a great time, man. It's been a you know oh, yeah. life is full of adventures. Uh, was living in New Mexico for about three and a half, four years there, and it was just incredible. Uh, moved back here to Florida to be closer to family, and so it's pretty exciting. Awesome. So you originally are from Florida. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I originally, you know, you know, I I grew up all over the United States. Moved here when I was twelve, and then just have basically lived here the remainder of my days. So it's been it's wow. Been, yeah, it's been pretty great. Fantastic. How did you end up in New Mexico? You know, you know, I had some friends when I when I when we toured as Amberlin, um, Albuquerque mm-hmm. is a very small town in, in a lot of ways. And so when we would go there, I made one friend right off the bat, you know, we were doing a radio promo event and he was like a DJ at a station there. And, uh, nice. we, we became friends. Well, every time you go to Albuquerque, you basically see the same faces cause it is kind of a smaller community. So every time we pulled up, I would hit this guy up to go get coffee or hang out, go to lunch or something like that. So we became really, really good friends. And, um, yeah, it's just been exciting. And uh, and he kind of, after, right as Amberlin was ending, he was like, dude, move here. And I was like, no way. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, not Albuquerque. Like, basically, any, I remember Albuquerque. being on the tour bus and just yeah. not wanting to stop because I was like a little bit scared of the crime <laughs> and a little bit like basically saying like, uh, man, uh, you know, basically saying, everything looks identical here. How would you even know where you're at? I remember thinking that just, just being irate at the amount of Adobe. Well, grew, 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 fond, yeah, grew fond of it quite quickly. And now, man, if Aww. I could literally live anywhere in the United States, it would be Corrales, New Mexico. I love it. I wow. miss it on a daily basis. So mm, I have plans moving back. I will definitely move back sometime in my life. That's for sure. Wow. Nice. Nice. Well, I, you know, you said for a second you were going to live out your days I in know, Florida. Remainder of his but days. now it sounds like it's uh it's New Mexico is on no, the No, I meant I oh. meant I'm so sorry. Sorry, sorry. I <laughs> I I meant like I I I you know, we lived here. We moved here when I was 12 and I lived remain lived to have been basically living out the remainder of the oh, days since oh, then. Got you, got you. Till now. Okay. Oh, no, no. No, but don't tell anybody. I do not like Florida. 
Ooh, I literally got it. we'll keep I, it just between yeah, us, yeah. even just between the three of us. Thank you because yeah, I'm we're just definitely not, a... not publishing this podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Uh, no, I'm just I've never been a fan, and uh, I, I I'm not I'm just not a fan. It's uh it's a bit humid all the time. Oh, and um, too humid. We are, we are a we are a poor man's California. So it's just kind of, we take all the You're great qualities of California and then make it a little worse. Like just, <laughs> I don't care what aspect of California. And you're just like, no, no, no. But Florida has, and you're like, mm, no, California still beats you out, you know, but we have a beach. It's actually it's like, ah, yeah. Motto. It yeah, is. but there's no waves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the beach. I spent yeah. a couple of about six or seven summers down in Florida growing up and like the only beautiful thing about the humidity is you just never had to iron your clothes you just had a wrinkly shirt oh, you just you walk go. outside boom the atmosphere is just like and you are good <laughs> yeah basically i'm not kidding that's just kind of that okay well then you got one advantage you're right you know what you win you i mean the fact that you don't have to iron your clothes i mean now that's mm. offset by the simple fact that you also don't technically have to take a shower because you are sweating that's true so hard i mean you're just constantly dripping with sweat i guess you could just that call that could... a shower that's it it's <laughs> or, nature's shower exactly. is that what we would call it you could also set I your guess. clock to the rain there my gosh like i was like consistently about like sometime in the afternoon that you could just be like, and it's going to rain for 10 minutes and then it would rain and then stop. And you're like, why, (laughs) how is this a thing? Uh, You know, that That was so true. That was kind of the, the opposite experience I had because I spent some, um, I spent some summers working at a camp in the mountains of North Carolina. And so my summers, it was just unpredictable rain nonstop. Like you would, you would walk outside, and you'd be like, ah, today is such a lovely day. And then all of a sudden you'd see this cloud just come out from behind the mountain. And all of a sudden you were soaked <laughs> and you had, <laughs> yeah, you, you had no time to get anywhere <laughs> to be great. safe. And it was just, it was out of nowhere. So it's, oh there goodness. is an opposite. There is an opposite. Yep. I can but, see it. I can see it. <laughs> so growing up, Stephen, like did is there a reason like you were all over the place and then ended up in Florida? Is that like just family or like, well, yeah, my dad's, my dad's job, you know, we, yeah, my dad's job, he, he would move around, you know, probably, you know, there was one time we moved within three months. There was another time we moved like two years later, but we never stayed in the same place for more than two years ever. So I lived in 12 different places in the first 12 years of my life. It was pretty tough. It was pretty tough, but you know, my, me yeah. and my brother are tighter and better for it. You know, he's, he's one of my yeah. best friends. And so that's cool. Um, Is so your brother kids, older or younger than you? Sorry. Younger, younger. Yep. I'm, I'm the oldest of four. Wow. Very yep. nice. That's cool. And yep. what did your parents do? I'm sorry. <clears throat> no, no, no. No worries. I didn't, I didn't say. So my dad was just basically oh, okay. a tra- traveling sales uh, trainer. So he would go into a, an area oh. for Whirlpool Corporation. Yeah, it sounds, I don't think it even sounds exciting. Sorry. You know, but uh, no, you're good. <laughs> you grew up. You know, with he, it. <laughs> I grew up with it. You know, it's just a, a, yeah. a traveling training job. And uh, finally, okay. we got tired of it when we moved to Florida. He's like, "Okay, I'm leaving that company." And so that's why we just remained in Florida. Now, have we stayed in that company? Had he stayed in that company, I think mm-hmm. we would have moved on in a matter of some time. Wow, wow, crazy. So the like your whole time. As, as a kid, I mean, were you involved in music or was that kind of something that you found mm. later on? You know, like, was it just you were in a musical family or did it kind of end up you were the, 
the only guy in the music or how did that start? Yeah, man, I was in a family of musicians. My grandparents, both sets were very musically inclined. My aunt was an opera singer and um, she is an opera singer currently in Kelowna, Canada. And she spent a lot of uh, several years in uh, Chicago. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, and my brothers, all my brothers and sister, all the played instruments. My brother's currently in a band called Sean Hates Dan. I mean, it's just a, it's just for fun, <laughs> you know, my, my, but everybody writes music in my family. It's, it's pretty funny. I mean, just the amount. So, um, uh, but, uh, so, and then they're all way more intelligent. Me, my, my younger brother is a lawyer in Tallahassee. My sister's a psychologist in Nashville. My youngest brother oh used to work for the white house. Now he runs it for the NFL. Um, oh, so man. they're all, they're all way smarter. I'm just way better looking. <laughs> So, oh. You did it! Hey, look, that's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's I wish that was even true, but it's not. But you know what? Yeah. Well, hey, we we wouldn't know. We haven't seen them. So to that, us, you are right. the better looking. Thank you. Okay. I know, right? I tell myself that yeah. every day I wake up. Well, it's important well, too. You know what? If you need me to, I'll just send you a little email every day saying, "Remember, you're the better looking of your family." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. I need yeah, that. I got you. <laughs> oh my it's, you didn't realize that when you signed up for a podcast, you were also signing up for our daily affirmation. That's right. Uh, oh list. man. Do you know yeah. how, oh my gosh, think about starting that business because you know how massive you would be. Dude, oh. that would be legit. Maybe that's, mm. maybe that's our new calling. That's I'm right. not kidding. <laughs> just, you got to get a little information about just like, dude, that Facebook post yesterday was clutch. You know, like just <laughs> yeah, that's... like, oh my gosh, your eyes look so good in that dress. Like that color is yeah, your color. It. And that just, mm. man, good Lord, you would be rich. You're yeah. sitting on a gold mine. That's it. We're, we're, we're going to do it. That's after it. We're this, done. Hey, Christian, write that down after I, the podcast since we have to, you know, get on. Well, that. everything mentioned on the podcast is copyright automatically. That's so right. We don't that's have to worry about that's it. That's fair, fair enough. Fair enough. It's, yeah. That's, if there's that's anything serious. you just want to claim a copyright for, Stephen, just say it yeah, and, and, and it's, it's yours. Done. Yeah. It's, <laughs> name it. It's yours. <laughs> name it and claim it. Man. I love it. Name it, claim it. <laughs> so what was that <laughs> one instrument that you like leaned towards growing up? Did you play one or did you just sing primarily or? Yeah, I, I, I lean towards the piano. I love it. You know, I've, I've, I've definitely faked it till I've made it. And uh, I, I enjoy nice. still to this day writing on it. And, um, you know, I, then I slowly, as, as the band kind of progressed, I lean more into the guitar just because obviously we were more guitar driven outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, then subsequently just been kind of playing around on both. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, growing so I grew up in a in a really musical family too. Straight up, yeah. It's it, it, I mean, each of my brothers play I think at least two or three instruments, and then for some re- somehow I ended up being the one who played the most the music. Ball, and uh, <laughs> and so it was kind of crazy because I started mainly on piano and took lessons, and then ended up kind of just leaning into playing by ear. So. Do you do you play mainly by ear or do you mm. read notes? I guess would be a question. <laughs> um, I used to be able to read notes, but that's one of those things that if you don't keep up with, you know, it's it, mm-hmm. you know, it's it quickly 
dissolves like a foreign language. So I can still read like chord <laughs> charts, but uh, but man, as far as notes, just the other day I was trying to teach my my daughter. Uh, I got one of those apps that were just like basically like chord progressions, and you know, and I was like, yeah. oh, so that's what a C looks like on a chart. There we go. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It, then at that point, when you're teaching her, you're just gonna have to pretend like you already knew it. Oh, of like, course. Yeah, you know, no, whatever. Like I already. She's, knew that. Yeah. she's still at the age that I know everything, and I'm not gonna tell her any different. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? She'll oh, figure yeah. that out her own. She'll figure that Ooh, out her own. Yeah. Way. It'll be it'll be later, and she'll be like, "I think that he lied to me about knowing that C chord." <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. You're just yep. gonna have to break it to her, just like. No, she's gonna hear this podcast someday, and just be like, "Oh, oh my man, God. what a jerk! What a jerk!" <laughs> he lied to me. I bet Santa's not real either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, and that's and that's the age 40, 41. So she's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> "I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> keep her in the dark as long as I can." <laughs> I bet you that Santa oh, guy isn't real either. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no. He's like, don't you dare take the Easter bunny from me. <laughs> and next you'll say the tooth fairy wasn't real. All that money brought me money. Wait, what? <laughs> you know, it was, it was funny. I had this moment the other week. So I'm, I, I work as a youth director at, nice. at my church here. And I, we had this weekend where we, we got together with a bunch of the other uh, youth groups in the area and while I was in the middle of a, a session where the speaker was teaching, all of a sudden one one of the kids leans over to me. He's like, I think my tooth is falling out. And I ended up like having to take him out and him like pull his tooth in the middle of this session. And like wow. at the end, you know, it was it was pretty amazing. I almost felt proud. I was like, look at this. We did it, you know. <laughs> And it ended up that uh, the first thing that he said to me was he like pulled the tooth and looked at it and was like, huh, well. Free money. All right. And just like <laughs> walked out of the room. And I was like, all right. Nice. Cool deal, camera. Dude, that is goodness. awesome. Nice mic. Yeah. My question. Oh, look at this. Free yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Steven, the question is how did it feel uh, to become the Tooth Fairy? Like growing up being like Ooh, the Tooth right. Fairy or something. And now you are the Tooth Fairy. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. I, you know, I had a, it was a pretty great moment. It was magical. Yeah. I, I, it wasn't the tooth fairy. It was more, um, it was more, uh, I was on the roof of our house like two years ago. <laughs> so I, I okay. had just kissed my daughter's goodnight. Their yeah. grandparents were tucking them in and I got on the roof and started like sleigh belling, ho, ho, hoing, <laughs> stomping up and my kids were losing it. Like, oh my God. You know, so that was a cool moment. That was a cool moment. Uh, I think my most like proud... how crazy is that dad is missing the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I tried. They didn't know. I quickly ran down. I was like, "What? What? What? What?" And they're like, "Dad, oh, stand man, here, nice. listen." And I and I just it was pretty great. I will say I'm so excited to be raising very very intelligent um, uh, capitalists. My daughter oh, was yeah? four. My daughter, my one daughter was six, and the other was four. The six year old was losing teeth left and right. She's making bank. <laughs> And my other daughter's like, screw this, starts to, starts to cut out little pieces of paper that shape like the tooth, oh, like a tooth, smart. and put yeah. it under her mattress and was like, dad, watch this. The tooth fairy's going to think. It's like <laughs> counterfeiting. Fairy, yeah. So what I did is I was like, okay, touche. Okay. So I, I, you know, with the other daughter, I'd give her cash and then I'd give her a little bit of candy. Okay. So, but oh, with this daughter, what I did is I got some monopoly money 
and like yes, a, yeah, yeah, and a skittle, like one skittle and some monopoly. Money. It was like nice try, but no, no, you know what I'm saying. So I'm proud of you trying. That's fantastic. Uh, here's some here's some monopoly money and one skittle. That's right. Hey, if it's worth it for a skittle, fair trade. Yeah, fair trade. Mm, I thought I, I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, you know, encourage your ingenuity, but mm-hmm. discourage, you know, kind of printing off money in the future. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like later. I'm not going to raise a the counterfeit. Just like, yeah, they're like on the news. Like this all started, she said, from the time that she counterfeited a tooth and got <laughs> one skittle from exactly. it. Exactly. It all was downhill for me. Oh my gosh. Dude, yep. they still call it the uh, skittle yeah. counterfeiter. <laughs> yeah. That's a new, it's like a bandit name. So question, you were on the roof for to be a, the tooth fairy? No, to be Or is Santa. this Santa? Santa, Santa, Santa. Okay, 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 okay. I was I so confused. I mean, we talked about this, and the next uh, thing yeah, I know, yeah. I'm like, wow. I, I mean, the Tooth Fairy uh, would not be up there with sleigh bells jumping around. That's Santa what I was thinking. Fairy, I was but, very you know. confused for a minute. I was assuming Santa, but I didn't hear you say that. And I was like, all right, let's go. I yep, thought you had your mythical figures mixed up oh, for a second. Yes, You're like, no. you know how the, the Easter Bunny stuff stockings at Easter? And we're like, oh. <laughs> We're going to have to break it to Steven that he has all of these mixed up. Oh my I, do. I guess that's something I, I never do. thought about until now is that like one day, like you get to play that role hmm. for a little bit. Yeah. Like his kids, you're like, Pretty wow. Fun. And then now it's like, next thing you know, you get to be there. So let's, let's talk, let's talk anchor and Braille, man, because you got, you got two big anchor and Braille fans right here. <laughs> We really, That's really awesome. love that project Dude, a lot. <laughs> absolutely. It was, it's a fantastic uh, piece of work that I still listen to all the way through. Man, yeah. thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, tell us about, you know, the I guess the, the, the new stuff. You know, what has that process looked like? Is it, how does that look, I guess, different from the previous projects? Has there been any difference in approach at all? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. But first off, I just want to say thank you guys, because like, you know, years being an Amberlynn, like, uh, it's basically, you know, I, I, I very rarely ever, ever heard anybody say, dude, I really like anchor and Braille. I mean, obviously it's Hmm. very much in the shadows. I, I never Hmm. toured on it, but like once I, I would, I I put very little brain power into it. I mean, yeah, obviously the songwriting and the producing, but, but, but I'm saying like brain power as far as like, I didn't spend like two years touring on a record cycle mm, or right. pushing mm-hmm. it on, you know, trying to like beef up my social media. So, you know, I, it mm. wasn't like that. It was very much just kind of, yeah. I mean, just a passion project. That's what, so when you guys were like going back and forth on it, I was like, what, what are they? Oh my gosh. This is a, <laughs> this is a, they've given more, they've given more airtime to like anchor and brother. My wife has in the existence of our marriage. <laughs> so it's, yeah. Hey, it's I, probably true. <laughs> It's oh so gosh. true. Like, dude, the other day I played, I played a new song for my wife and she goes, well, I don't hate it. And I was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> thank you. I feel like I the Tonga Boys would you. love this. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, you know, here's, here's what's Christian. He actually was the first person to show me, you know, Amberlin. And mm. uh, that, I mean, that was back when, I don't know. Was it, it Blueprints? Was a, but no, no. Cities, Cities was the Cities first, was album the first one you showed me. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, later on, he showed me, you know, your first Anchor and Braille project felt. Oh. And 
I just immediately was like, whoa, this is mm-hmm. really, really cool. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a, such a different, um, like such a different vibe to it. And Christian and I have always been like really into relaxing kind of yeah. chill stuff and so that like hit right in that spot where we were like there we go oh it was so chill oh my god and so a lot of our like high school and then into college and stuff that was that was us listening to anchor and braille i mean and amberlin a lot just pretty much a rotation of the Mm -hmm. two (laughs) that's awesome Mm -hmm. my question is where where did it like the name come from have you disclosed that or is that just still very personal to you no 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 i mean nobody's really asked again like (laughs) a very few times have i even had interviews where they're like oh do we want to talk about anchor and braille you know so (laughs) oh my god we did it christian (laughs) you did it you did it yeah yeah so so i you know in the beginning you're gonna you're gonna man i hope this doesn't come off treasy because at the time I was sitting in my room. It, it, it was profound, but now I'm looking back on it, going, eh, I don't know, you know, bad decisions. Kind of, uh, it's like You're it's like naming to your the daughter, taco boys. Yeah, there you go. I true. mean, come on now. It's not, like, I it's, mean, not. I, I, it go must ahead. be like it must be like naming your kid Siri like ten years ago or Alexa. <laughs> Thinking like these names, this is a flawless name, Alexa. That's perfect. <laughs> So, um, you know, and now you look back at it, you're like, I immediately regret my decision. But you know, <laughs> like, what have you I'm done? sorry, daughter. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Google, hear me out. I am so sorry. <laughs> um, and your computer just responds. You're like, Dang it. Yep. <laughs> talking uh, to my daughter. <laughs> I'm talking to my daughter. Uh, so anyway, so anyway, I, um, I basically, I thought to myself, I really want to come up with a name with that, that meat that has something to do with depth and feeling. And that mm. was it. Depth oh wow! I see that. There you okay. go. Hey, there smart. You go. I love that. Actually, that's really that's like brilliant. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't think that that comes across as cheesy at all. I think mm-hmm. that it's like a very creative name. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Keep um, it going. So cool. So yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's where it came from, and um, I was excited, and uh, yeah, I always looked at it. I always I always imagined the project to be like band members, and mm. um, I just. But I, you know, again, I, it's really hard to convince somebody, join my band. We don't sell any merch. We will never tour. And you, you're going to record every three to five years. Ready, set, go. And then they say, yeah. like, how much money is involved? And I'm, oh, there's not really anybody. Actually, you have to pay to be in the band. So I, you know, it it's feels like a, like a pyramid. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a pyramid scheme. You know, I just feel like, you know, listen, <laughs> if you get two of your friends to join and they give you money, maybe there's something in it here for you but uh my goodness you'll eventually be promoted to our district manager yeah yes and you said you weren't the brains of the family i mean come on yeah (laughs) there you go go. go. i am i've got two for two on ideas you know have other band members pay to be in your band and then call people and give them positive affirmations every day tell them there it is my goodness this is actually a business meeting we didn't tell you that but we're just having a a full-on business brainstorm that's right right now and we're gonna we're gonna get the paperwork together after we finish recording Mm. i love it i love it i'm all in (laughs) so now talking about like the you know we'll just keep the anchor and braille thing going because i mean that's that's cool that you haven't really gotten the chance to talk about it, you know, for us, because we definitely want to hear about it. So I guess when you look back at the album, your first one felt mm-hmm. like what did 
what was going on in life in that moment. Mm -hmm. What was, what was, what would, what led up to it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Sure. Are you talking about like the inception of the band or the first record? I mean, let's go both. Let's do both. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, basically, you know, around 2008, 2009, um, for me, I had, I now, now Amberlin was obviously a, a full on not only passion project but my profession. Mm. And so I was mm-hmm. songwriting a lot. And so when I would sit down mm. to a piano or a guitar and write, I I was just writing to write. I wasn't writing with Amberlin in mind. I wasn't writing with Anchor and Braille in mind. I just wrote. And mm. so uh you know and then I would and then I would c- kind of get done with a song and I would clearly be like, "Oh my gosh, this has no place on an Amberlin record." So now mm-hmm. my hard drive is filling up with all these random songs that have no outlet. And so mm. and and it was and it was such a, a part of me, you know, uh, when you're when you get when you kind of connect to something that you've done, it's like kind of your baby mm. and and you've grew mm-hmm. it, you grew it up. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, like this podcast for you guys, like I can totally see in like 20 years, like showing your kids, like, Hey, this is something I was passionate about. Check out this. This was a funny yeah. part of it. This was because, mm-hmm. because you've invested so much time, effort, energy into who, you mm-hmm. know, down to the name of it, down to like the, the picture down to like, how do we, and you're, and you're constantly thinking, how do we make it better? How do we get better? You know, um, people to interview than Steven. Cause that was crap, but you know, you're constantly thinking like, <laughs> how do I make it? <laughs> how do I make it the best? So, so in the same way, when you get attached to a song, you, you, you just mm. don't want to let it go. And so um, there was, mm. you know, in particular, there was a song called summer tongues on my first record. And that was mm. when I wrote yeah. that, when I wrote that, I was like, okay, this is not, this is not Amberlynn. It just doesn't, it's too, it's too mm. fluid. It's too, um, mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what adjectives to describe, but it just felt so uh, ambient and so, uh, you know, kind of, you're, uh, you're like, uh, just, yeah, just cosmic. I can't even explain it. My hands are in the mm-hmm. air right now, making huge motions with my hands, <laughs> yeah, as I if you it, can I see it. it. <laughs> thank you. I can picture it, just, it right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I and my biceps are massive. So just envision that <laughs> yeah. too. You know. Well, um, we assumed since you were the better looking of your siblings. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Sun's out, gun's I'm, out. You're in Florida, yeah, obviously. Absolutely. My deep, dark tan. I'm 6'5 in my head. I, it's great over here. Um, but... <laughs> But it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I just didn't want to let it go. So then kind of piecing, you know, uh, you know, band members that I enjoy to be around, like, uh, for instance, John Bucklew and getting my friend Lou involved and, and Aaron Marsh. These were all people that I kind of grew up with in Central Florida. And so and so I was just like, dude, let's do this. Let's do this project. Aaron record yeah. it. He was getting into recording and uh, coming into yeah. his own. And so just, mm-hmm. man, I had such the best, some of these songs, man, even off this first record felt I had written in probably 2004, 2005, but they just had nowhere wow. to go. They had nowhere to exist mm-hmm. on. And mm-hmm. so, and so kind of creating, creating the band, creating the, um, the, the record with Aaron and, t- and, the, and my friends, it was just a lot of fun. So it, it was all kind of that inception of just passionate about music. And, mm-hmm. and I will tell you that, it, it kind of it, it kind of backfired on me on a few records and it, and uh, and I mm. and I I regret a lot. I'm not a lot, mm. but I just regret. You know, for instance, like the haunting was an anchor and braille song, but I was mm. so timid um, about putting it on an amber. See, it should have gone on cities. It was written right around cities time, um, mm. yeah. and, and and it should have been 
on on that record. However, my lack of confidence, I held withheld it, and and then I realized, man, this song is an Amberlynn song, and I took it off this record, and that's why it appears on Lost Songs. In mm-hmm. hindsight, yeah. it should have been. It completely should have been on Cities, and then. And the yeah. antithesis is true. I, you know, there's a song called Young Life on, on New Surrender, oh, which yeah. is completely an, an anchor and braille song that could have I been on Felt. And, and I failed. I said, guys, guys, no, let's put it on this record. And they all wanted it too. So it was definitely, but it dude. Mm-hmm. And I look back on that and I go, dang it, man. Why is that on that stinking record? It, it, it totally, it has, that song, Young Life, have, Life has no business be, uh, being on the same record as like hmm. feel good drag or disappear no there there is no point to that <laughs> well if it helps we still have listened to both of those songs <laughs> well there so you it's, go it's all good we made it especially you know the haunting <clears throat> to me i always you know that kind of makes sense to hear because i remember listening to it on lost songs and being like mm-hmm. man i wonder why this didn't make it onto at one of the other albums mm-hmm. and i yeah. just always kind of wondered that so mm-hmm. that now My lack of self-confidence. It is me. It is all mm. me. You know, I wow. I held it off cities. Dude, I, you know, I, you know, to this day, I wish Adelaide was kind of like a bonus track or a deluxe mm. edition and Haunting mm. was song number two or something like that. Wow. In my head, that's how the, the record goes. Hmm. Mm. Well, that's, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of cool to hear and to think back like, hey, maybe this is some stuff that, you know, we could have done differently and stuff because, I think everybody kind of tends to be their own worst critic, oh, but yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if it makes sense, you know, listening to the album cities, I would have never listened through it and been like, Hmm, you know what? I think Adelaide should have been a bonus track and yeah, the haunting should have been right yeah. there, you know, yeah. to the, to the, con- like the consumer side of it. Everyone listens to the album th- like through completion and they're just like, there it is. Mm-hmm. That's a great album. Yeah. And so do you think that like, you know, you were talking about how you, you felt like you didn't have the, like the confidence to put it on there. Is that something that you, you kind of struggled with at first, or is it something you still think about, like not having the confidence to put, you know, something artistically into a project? Yeah. I mean, it's something that I definitely learned over time. You know, I mean, I definitely struggled all growing up with lack of self-confidence. I mean, and it goes full circle to moving around a lot I didn't have mm. a lot of friends. You know, I, I didn't assimilate well with people. I still don't assimilate mm. well with people. That's why I hate you guys. But I just feel like, you know, <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's just, I mean, it's something that I think that we all kind of innately struggle with. Artists are no different. I remember, you know, just even the first like three records of Amber Lynn, I was constantly reading reviews, constantly reading comments. You know, mm. I, you know, mm-hmm. there was a magazine that, that um, that gave us two stars on our second record, and then and then like seven years hmm. later said said that it was by far our best record, and and they reviewed it. It was like five star. It was hilarious. Oh but who goodness. cares? I'm not. I don't hold grudges for for you know. Yeah, it's fine. Ten hmm. decades, only two decades. You know? <laughs> but um, it's just one How of those generous. things where you know, like yeah, uh, you know, I, I struggled with it. You know, and it was constantly on my mm-hmm. brain to the point where I just like psychologically had to stop mm-hmm. reading reviews and i just had to say mm. screw it like i'm just gonna mm-hmm. go with my gut and if it fails mm. then it fails but i cannot mm-hmm. keep you know trying to uh amalgamate to what people expect from amberland because then i'm just writing for other people i'm not writing out about from my heart i'm not writing mm-hmm. what what kind of grew amberland to be what amberland was I, I i just I've, i'm i'm writing for everyone else 
And so I just mm. needed to stop that and just concentrate mm -hmm. on, um, you know, uh, you know, focusing on be, you know, trying my best to be confident in the areas that I was mm -hmm. proficient at. I won't even, I was about to say mm -hmm. prolific and I about punched myself. Proficient, <laughs> wow. proficient at. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, as you were saying earlier about like having that timidity and like coming through that as a songwriter, I have a, I have a couple of friends who are like in school for songwriting and learning to like, I guess, develop their own voice in their songs. And I was wondering like, what advice now would you give to people who are kind of writing and just figuring out their own voice and their own tone and their own style or genre in the music? Like <clears throat> with you and Anchor and Braille, like the, the sound that you've developed over the years, like do you think that's just because how you've grown throughout these years, your sound has slightly evolved with each album or just like you're figuring out your sound with each new album that you're coming out with? Well, I mean, I don't think it's figuring out. I think it's just like Anchor Braille really um, lends itself to to mm -hmm. allow me to do whatever I want. There is no restraints. Mm -hmm. There is mm -hmm. no expectations. Fans aren't chomping mm -hmm. at the bit to get to it, but they're also, you know what I'm saying? But they're not, but it, it, I don't have, <laughs> right. but I don't have like lawyers and record labels and managers mm -hmm. all breathing down my neck saying, this is what it needs to sound like. You know, it's so, right. it makes it a lot more easy to, you know, to allow it to, that's why every single record sounds so different is because it's yeah. just kind of like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And so I would say like, for, for beginning songwriters, first off, decide what you want. Do you want to be mm. famous and popular and make money? Good luck. I mean, but but either way, you know, <laughs> do you want to be famous? And, I mean, are you aiming for the pop world? Then you do. Then you need to have co-writers or people writing songs for you because you need to sound like whatever's currently mm. happening. Now, you said, mm. you know, how so how do songwriters find their own voice? And that's yeah. and that's basically just get you you've got to stop listening to critics stop i now now mm. there's now 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 please hear me when i say critics not don't you, there's other songwriters that need to be able to speak truth and there's the accountability partners that need to be able to speak truth and there's band mm. members that need to be able to speak truth somebody's got to tell you dude you do not play guitar well we need to find a guitarist you know like <laughs> you know, they, you know, that's just which which my band members did to me you know so that's fair and i and, and, and they were so they were so right. I mean, I, I, there's mm. no way Amberlynn would have been what it was if I was the, the guitarist. My gosh, that would have been horrific. So we would have just been like some punk rock because I because I could I only knew three power chords and one and I knew how to operate one pedal that was not the tuning pedal. So I mean, be able to take be able to take positive criticism from those you love and care about and trust mm. with your music, but alleviate mm. the critics and all that. But you know, and the second thing I would say, listen, if you, when songwriting. If you're going to write a song, if you write for one person, you'll reach a thousand. But if you try to reach a thousand people, you'll reach no one. In other mm. words, like be honest with yourself, be transparent. You know, the, 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 you know, I think that the reason that Amberlynn was allowed by society, allowed by culture and by, allowed by critics and fans to be able to put out seven records is because, mm. you know, the, because musically and lyrically, we basically like stayed stayed so true to what we were, and and, and the lyrics mm. were so ingrained into people's lives. It, it, there there mm. was something that it it connected. It almost became interwoven with like mm. this is where I'm at in this time of life, and mm. I and I and I say that with with all humility. And then as opposed to 
sure, there's pop songs out there that you will like be like, dude, I remember when this came out and laugh about it. And it may even strike a memory <laughs> of, of, you know, like yelling obscenities outside your window or driving by the high school be like, oh, that pop song uh-huh. was so funny. But it has, but it has no bearing on who you are or who you mm. were. You know, you, when you go back and you listen to it, you kind of laugh along with your grandchildren as opposed to Amberlynn where, or bands like us, where you could be like, dude, this was, this is when I found out your mom was divorcing your, you know, your, you know, like, mm-hmm. or like where my parents were divorcing or, or this is where the love of my life broke up with me, or this is where I lost mm-hmm. a loved one, or this song really connected with me when my best friend went off to college and I knew we would probably never be best friends. I, you know, see what I'm saying? There's a deeper, it, it, it lends itself to a deeper moment. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I, and I feel like the Amberlynn succeeded in trying to write for one because a lot of lyrics mm-hmm. were, were basically like, Dude, this is just about me. I don't even know mm-hmm. why people even connect with a song Finn on Amberlynn. That was me trying to like literally put on boxing gloves with God and fight mm-hmm. it out with real characters. The, all those names are not fictional. Those are real people in my life that I grew mm-hmm. up with. And 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 I'm boxing it out with God. And, and all these people are on the, on the sidelines, like cheering me on. And I'm kind of like, why do you mm-hmm. even care? This is even mm-hmm. a battle between you and me or me and him. I mean, or, or, or you and him, it's like just me and him. Mm. And obviously he, he, he wins every time, but it's just kind of like, right. I, I, but the fact that like people can connect is because I feel like I was trying my best to be mm. absolutely transparent and hard on sleeve and, and, and chest wide open. So mm. I would suggest learning from my successes in that area. Wow. So, you know, what's what's funny, you brought up the the song Finn, and I don't know that I've even told I don't know that I've told Christian this either. But when I first got the album Cities, I bought it on iTunes. And for some reason, the song Finn did not download for me. So I didn't know that it like existed. <laughs> and so then it ended up that Christian and I, we went to see you guys live in uh Lynchburg. Uh, at the uh, Vine Center up there at Liberty. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. we went to see you guys and y'all did the encore and it was Finn. And I just remember it started and I look at Christian and I'm like, what is this? I don't know what this song is. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you don't know what this song is? And I was like, no. And then I just remember sitting there and like listening to the lyrics and it it just like legit made me cry Mm -hmm. in the moment. But I got to experience that song for the first time live. Mm -hmm. Like I'd never heard it before. Whoa, that's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah. It, so Man. it's like uh, that song, you know, Christian and I, we we have been friends for, oh gracious, a long time, <laughs> a long, long time. And so, I mean, a lot of times when we were learning music and we were learning like instruments and, you know, we were both working on guitar a lot. I mean, we would sit down and like take, for example, the song Finn or the song Unwinding Cable Car. We were like pulling out acoustics and we were sitting down being like, all right, let's both learn each part to it. And so like even now to this day, we could like sit down and just play it. (laughs) And so like just having those two songs with like all the acoustic stuff, man, like we we really ate that stuff up. (laughs) That's awesome, man. So cool. Good to know. That's yeah. awesome. Question. <clears throat> as far as it comes with Anchor and Braille, when you were doing Thin, you were saying that the piano was like your main instrument, right? 
Oh, uh, yes. And yes, wedding yes. slash funeral. Like, yeah. Me, yeah. me and John were just talking about that one the other day. Like, is that you on the piano? No, 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 no. I mean, it's not. I mean, obviously live it is, but, um, yeah. but no, that's 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 Captain Aaron Marsh. Um, oh, Aaron yeah. Marsh. But did you write I, the original like piano yes. line for that? Yeah. 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 Yep. Dude, it's yep. so good. I love that so much. No, he's, I, he's, he's an incredible musician and one thing that one thing that i appreciate about him uh is mm -hmm. that you know he's he's gonna be honest with you he's gonna be like dude let me play the piano and i'm like fair enough like, <laughs> you're so, he's so much better at it than i am but i you know i i uh i i know my show i am very confident with uh, what i am not and uh he is a much far superior pianist than yeah. I am, so i just handed it to him wow so i know that he had like you said on the first on the first album, he had a lot of input and was like helping play the stuff there. So when it came to like the quiet life, did he continue in, in working with you on some of that or, or did it kind of become a, a different set of people, I guess? Cause you were talking about how you kind of, it's hard to keep people in a band when you're like, Hey, you're going to have to not get anything from this. Right. So basically what I realized is after I put out that first record is I loved Aaron Marsh. Never can't say, can't even find a negative word to say about him at all. Mm. But what it was, was like, I was realizing that, you know, I had moved from, from, you know, where I was living in, in, in Florida to Nashville, Tennessee. And I was mm -hmm. hanging out with a whole new set of friends and a whole new set of like, you know, surroundings and musicians and stuff like that. And so trying to like, instead of trying to like recreate something, uh, I just mm, felt like, smart. well, why doesn't Anchor and Braille just become its environment? So, for nice. instance, like Felt for me was all these incredible, incredible local musicians from from Lakeland, Florida. You know, again, a guy named mm. Lou who was in The Kick and Gasoline Heart and, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, John Bucklew and uh, Aaron Marsh again. And just a, incredible. There's a violinist and just all these different players that were just surrounding me. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. Well, when I got to Nashville with a whole mm. new set of friends, I was like, oh, my gosh, there is the <laughs> I mean, Lakeland has great musicians, but Nashville has the best musicians and oh, the best yeah, producers. No and so I just started to collect friends, you know, my friend Billy oh. Conley and Colin and, and uh, you know, Micah Talks and just uh, so Dar <laughs> this guy named Darby. All these people just started to combine. And it was just like, no, this is what I want to do. What I want, you know, wherever mm. I'm at in life with whatever yeah. I'm into as far as musically, I'm just going to collect those people around me and then go at it. So that's, you know, that's the musicians that represent the quiet life. Yeah. Okay. So did you always write lyrically? everything or did you also glean like the inspiration from them as well as you're writing uh can you rephrase that question i'm sorry i don't think i understand yeah just as far as like when you were writing are you the main lyricist behind anchor and braille is kind of the idea or is it yeah. in a combination yeah no i've been the primary uh melody lyric writer on all nice. the uh, I'm the only on all of them and then the first two records which is felt in the quiet life I was the right. was the only uh writer for, as far as music goes so I wrote all those songs musically as well but when wow. it gets into like songs for late night drive home that's when I kind of mm -hmm. wanted to steer into a new direction and so I okay. was looking more for like like more straight up EDM artists that wanted to experiment nice. with live, mm. live instrumentation, as opposed to trying to find somebody who was well-versed in live instrumentation, looking to try to produce 
into the EDM world. So, so I was just, uh, so that's where I came up with this incredible friend. His name is Ryan Bernal. That's when we did songs for late night drive home. And then, uh, yeah. so this, and so the next record that I'm putting out tension just comes out in a few weeks yeah. here. And, um, oh, so, which I'm really excited. That was my friend, Chad Carruthers. We just had the utmost chemistry when it came to songwriting oh. together. And I had mm. no clue he was a producer. And so when we're, huh. we're just like going at these songs and it was just crushing. And then suddenly <laughs> um, he was like, dude, let me, can I, can I try to produce, you know, can I produce your record? I was like, what? Let's try it. And it turned out, <laughs> oh my gosh. He, yes. he was flawless, dude. It was awesome. I had a great experience working with him. That's amazing. Yeah, I've been listening uh, to Dangerous just like on repeat. Oh, yeah. So sure. Nice. <laughs> and I nice. just am like, this is such a good feel. And I love the direction that you're headed so far. And I Good, man. That's so cool. <clears throat> so, I mean, we, you know, it. what's funny is when we were discussing Anchor and Braille the other week on our podcast, we really we did not expect you to hear what we were saying <laughs> for one. Yeah. That was what was funny is after, after you put us up on your story, I was like, Christian, I think he listened to everything we said about it, which was, you know, it was exciting for us. But then we were like, what did we say? And I had to go back and like, listen. Nice. Cause I, I got immediately nervous. I was like, I hope I didn't say anything that sounded terrible. You know? So one yeah. of the things that we've always talked about was the, the difference in the quiet life and then songs for the late night drive home and we talked about it a little bit on that episode how the songs for the late night drives home it sounded like you were really going for just a different sound was kind of the idea so hearing you say that you were working with some guys who were doing like edm and everything and kind of being like hey let's go for this that that's kind of what we that's kind of what we thought it was yeah which is kind of cool well yeah, well, at the time, I mean, well, still am, but I'm a, I was a massive Tycho fan, and I still am hmm. a huge Tycho oh, fan. Wow, and so, okay. and so, what I wanted was I, I and, and I probably would get sued, but a lot of instrumental bands, I'll <laughs> sit there and I'll take them and I'll write over them. Like there's a band nice. called Hammock, Hammock, like a you know, like a hammock you would put yeah. outside mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. at the beach where I'm currently tanning. Um, you know, and I would say, and I would, uh, you know, and I would write songs over on top of Hammock. Obviously, I can't put any of this out, but I was doing that to Tycho, and then it dawned on me, like, I want to do this. I, okay, I've got to mm-hmm. figure out how do I write over Tycho. And uh, yeah. so that's, if you go back and listen to songs for Late Night Drive Home, you'll hear moments where you're just like, oh, he straight up just ripped that right <laughs> off. He can get sued. But, uh, but that's what I was going for. Well, that's if you claim for. it here on the podcast, it's remember yours. it's yours. That's right. You've got the copyright. Oh, that's true. Once you do that. I, I do. Right. I've co- I've copywritten officially everything Tycho has ever done. He owes me royalties. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I would copyright Anchor and Braille, but just out of respect, I'm not going to do it. That's you know, right. just I, I want to Thank m- you. make that clear. Thank you. Well, so, guys, hey, listen. Uh, as we're as it sounds like we're wrapping up. Um, Listen, that's that's such a cool thing as far as like f- even finding your podcast and it is testimony to uh, to hashtagging and uh, adding people. Mm-hmm. So, because I would, I you know, even though Taco, uh, you guys, the Taco Boys is the most uh, what is it, number seven on the charts on Spotify podcast. I don't think I would have seen it if it wasn't for you know you guys uh, calling me out on social media. So I appreciate that, and it's, it's telling me subconsciously I got to start doing that as well. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, I mean, we just, we, we really appreciate you coming on here and just taking the time to talk with us. Mm -hmm. We're glad that, 
we're glad that you had all this like pinned up anchor and braille information ready to talk about because that was <laughs> that was what we were here for. We were like, we want to hear about it. That's awesome. So yes. We just we just really appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thanks. Well, thanks guys. I really appreciate you. Yeah. It was a fun Heck episode. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. This was as well. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, this is this is what's going to be kind of interesting for you on this side of the podcast is that Christian always kind of scats us out. And then I have to wow. give all the information for people at the end. <laughs> it, it started as an accident. It's just, he did it. And then mm-hmm. you know how things kind of just catch and you end up having to do it for the rest of eternity. Well, that this is one of them and we've That's just me. kept it. So Christian, right. if you would scat us there out, I'll, I'll end this. So. Thank you so much for listening to the Taco Boys podcast. We are so appreciative for everyone that's listening and giving us good ratings. If you would follow us on Instagram, follow us on Spotify, on iTunes podcast, we would love it. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.